the cross was our victory. He broke the curse at the cross. We don't walk in the curse any longer. If you're a believer, then you actually walk in the blessing. Do you know who walks under the curse? The world. The enemy still roams around, right? And we go, well, wait, wait, wait. Because isn't the enemy the power of this world? Doesn't he come around? Doesn't he roam around? Isn't he the power of this air? Exactly. But to those who don't believe, he is the power of the air to those who do not believe. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I thank you right now. Any veil comes off of their eyes right now in Jesus' name. Let them really get this. Let them really understand this. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Because the devil does have a right to rule people. But only those that are still not new creations in Christ. The minute you became a new creation in Christ, the devil had no right over your life. Other than any sin that you still walked in, and then of course you gave him right. But you can quickly deal with that and get rid of it. Because the cross was enough. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Whose minds the God of this age, little g, that's, we're talking about the enemy. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe. So now, even a Christian that their minds should not be blinded because the light of Christ has come upon them. But yet there are areas of their lives, like, oh, foolish Galatians, that they walk in darkness in that area. And it is in those area. And for many Christians, it is in the area of the supernatural. Is, are these not the signs that follow those who believe according to the Bible in Mark chapter 16? These are the signs that follow believers. But in that believer's life, there is there are some blinders because the enemy, the God of this age that roams around, has blinded them in that area. Jesus went to the cross and what happened? The veil was torn in? Two. The veil was torn in? Two. Is that true or not? Uh-huh. And so blinders were removed. So the blinders are not there anymore from Christ. We actually have the ability to walk in the blessings of God now, today. Let's go, over to, um, let's go over to Colossians chapter 1 this time. Because Satan became the god of this world after Adam sinned. But Jesus, Jesus rescued those that said, Father, forgive me, I want to be yours. After the cross. Amen? Know, right? In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the deception right now. Let the scales fall off of their minds right now. Let the scales fall off of their hearts right now. In Jesus' name right now, let every spirit of unbelief come off of them. Let every false teaching be destroyed and come off of them right now. Let every time they've come, they've gone, they've gone to a place and they've heard from the pulpit something that is not filled up faith, which would never please God, let that agreement come out of agreement from them now in Jesus name we decree right now a cancellation a cancellation over every lying spirit that looked Christian sounded Christian but was not of God we break it off of you right now in the mighty name of Jesus now let's look at Colossians 1 12 it says giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. We are giving thanks because Jesus came, paid the price, broke the curse, put 
the curse upon his own body for us so we would not have to. And then he qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in, his, in him, in the light of Christ. We are partakers of the inheritance. You cannot be a partaker of his inheritance, but still under a curse and not able to receive it. It is not the heart of of God for that to come to pass. Amen. And amen myself is what I'm going to do. Amen. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad because I'm a new creation in Christ and therefore the old is gone and the new has come. Amen. So we go right back to Genesis 1:26 because when he gave Adam dominion over the he when he gave Adam dominion, he what Jesus did at the cross he gave you back the dominion that he once gave Adam. Let's look at what he gave Adam. Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Say, let them have dominion. I have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You have dominion over all. Say, I have dominion. And then we know in Luke 10, 19, the Lord said over you, he said, I have given you all authority. If you have all authority, why did you think you were still under a curse? Because if that happened to be, then get rid of it. Take authority over it. Take authority over the curse, the lying spirit. Take authority. He says, I've given you, not, not somebody else, every believer, all authority over the powers of the enemy. How do we receive in the New Testament? By faith. We receive by faith. So by faith you realize that you are now a daughter, a son in Christ. By faith you receive that you have full authority. By faith you receive that you are forgiven. By faith you receive that you are healed. By faith you receive right now that you have the mind of Christ. By faith you receive that your families are restored. By faith you receive it. By faith you receive that your ministry is flourishing. By faith you receive that when you walk in that whatever is not of God in that room it comes into alignment. By faith because you know who you are in Christ. You can't do that if you think, oh, I'm still, I'm still under the curse. So you take a back seat and the enemy laughs because he's deceived and he has deceived some in the church. Say, not me though. Not me. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Because I've been delivered from the curse of the fall of the fall. No longer am I walking under the curse, under the curse, but under the blessings of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 16, it says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and in power, that your faith, your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You're going to have faith in the power of God. You know, we just, you saw the power of God displayed just a moment ago. And you heard some of the testimonies, right? But you have faith that every promise that God has made you you are going to be able to receive it right now. Right now. When God promises you something, 
right? You stand on that promise. promise and you say no, because by the stripes that Jesus paid for me, I am healed. I am healed. Our family is restored. Jesus said it. I believe it. That is it. Amen. So you hang on to the promise of God and you'll see the fulfillment, the provision. It comes to pass. You know what happens after that? Your faith grows. What happens with faith? I've told you faith is a muscle and it grows, right? And so what happens is the next thing that you're, that you're up against, you don't start down here because now your faith is risen to this position. And now you're at this position and now you're going to tackle that thing from this position. And then what happens when you get victory from that position? Your faith rises. And then the next thing that happens, well, what's happening all this time? Your faith, which is a muscle, is increasing. But in what? Your feelings? Your emotions? No. In the word of God. In the fact that God is who he says he is. In the fact that you grabbed hold of the promises of God and you weren't going to let go. Amen? going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you, Lord God, that you're not a respecter of persons, and that everyone in this room, Lord God, they've heard you. They've heard, they've heard from you, Lord. You've promised them things. Some of them are in that place of waiting. We were in the place of waiting for many years, but when you said now, it's hearing the now word. It's standing in faith until God says now, and when you say now, that they move, that they take that step, that they don't allow their faith to be weak because they know that God is the finisher of their faith and he rewards those who diligently seek him. So you diligently seek him throughout the whole time, throughout the whole time. In Hebrews eleven six, it says he's a rewarder. Say he's a rewarder. He's my rewarder. He's rewarding me. And I take that by faith right now. Father, I thank you that you're rewarding them right now. Father, I thank you that your face shines upon them right now. Father, we cancel right now the lying spirit that says, oh, I think that was all in your mind. We cancel the doubt. We cancel the negativity. We rebuke right now that spirit. We command it to go because they know they're walking in the blessing and not the curse. We, they know they're walking in the blessing and not the curse. So therefore everything you've promised to them, they can have and they will have. In Jesus' name, they have it right now. They have it right now. Say, I have it right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. How many of you are going to live differently now? Yeah. How many of you guys? Yeah. It's, this is a new day. You know, every time you hear the word of God, something changes on the inside of you and your faith starts to grow and it increases. That's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Every time I decree the word, every time you decree the word, your faith is rising up. And you are leveling those mountains and you're going to walk in the fullness of what he has promised you. Lord, those that need a job, they receive that job. Not just any old job, but the one that you have for them. I decree right now provision from the north, south, east, and west. That the provision of the Lord comes to you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, open doors over you. Ah, thank you, Lord God. Open doors of provision over them. In Jesus' name right now. Father, we cancel any negativity and every lie that they may have believed in. That says they can't do such and such. That they can't, they can't get out of debt. They can't, they can't work for that company because of whatever. I cancel it. I decree, Lord God, if that's where you've called them, they will be there in Jesus' name. And nothing is going to stop the will of God in their life. In Jesus' name.
salvation. Amen. Do you understand that when you read the word of God, every promise that you read actually carries an impartation that is necessary. It's an impartation of faith that is necessary to bring that word to pass. So when you read the word, you read it with, through the eyes of Christ in the eyes of faith because that the promises contain the impartation to actually move the mountains so that you will move in mountain moving faith. Even this morning, the Lord just displayed exactly what I'm talking about. How many of you know that faith is not a feeling? We don't go by feelings, right? Right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, right? So faith is our confidence in Christ. Faith is our confidence in his word. You can say faith is our confidence in his word. It's the, it, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We, we know that based on Hebrews chapter 11, right? Okay, but faith is the confidence. We can also reword it like this. Faith is the confidence in the word of God that is going to carry out the very heart of God. Your so, faith has to be attached to the promises of God because those don't change. It doesn't matter what you feel or don't feel. When I came here this morning, I said, Lord, based on your word, not my feelings, based on your word, Father God, I believe you're going to touch people and they're going to be healed today because you said so in your word, beloved, I desire that you prosper in all ways and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And so when you, you know his word, when you know his promises, you will attach your faith to the promise and not to your ability to carry it out. See, sometimes people attach their faith to their ability to carry it out. You have no ability to carry it out. None. None. You have to realize, why does faith work? Faith works through love. What kind of love? The love of God. The love of God. See, faith works... Faith works as we yield to the Father and we know his word. And when we say, Lord, based on what your word says, I have faith, it's going to come to pass. See, I want you to, for those that still have this mindset of, I have so much faith, I have the gift of faith, so therefore it's going to happen. Are you kidding? That's pride. You may have the gift of faith, but when you think you're doing something because you have a gift or you have your faith is rising, it's off balance. The reason that God will use us is because of our identity in Christ. It's because we're sons and daughters of the Lord. It's based on our identity, which means your legal right. Say, it's my legal right to come before the Lord and stand on his word. And believe that every promise is yes and amen. I don't have to feel it. I just know it. Because his word does not return void. Amen? I believe God is going to continue to pour out greater, greater measures of his glory realm. We have not even seen yet. We haven't even seen yet. But we are going to see with our eyes. We're going to see with our eyes because this is the promise that God has told me specifically for this church. But I just know that together we have to rise up in a greater level of faith. No doubt. Say doubt is out. In Jesus' name, I rebuke doubt. Oh no, it's not my portion. It is not my portion. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In John eleven forty one, Jesus said to the Father, I thank you. I thank you that you hear me and that you always hear me. And this is in the story related to the raising of Lazarus. But he said, I thank you that you hear me and that you always hear me. So Jesus here, great faith is knowing that God hears us. Say, God hears my prayer.
God hears your prayer. Great faith is knowing that God not only hears you, but he answers your prayer. He answers your prayer every time you choose to walk and to operate in the faith of God, which is the word of God promises. You will see the mountains move. The very God who said, let us make man in our image in Genesis 1:26. Let us make man in our image. And then he sent his word. Who's the word? Jesus is the word. He sent his word and he healed and he delivered. He delivered them from all their destructions, right? And this is in Psalm 107.20. If we can put up Psalm 107.20, if you have your Bible, you can turn to 107.20. But the very God that said, let us make man in our image, then sent his word. Now we know that Jesus was with God in the beginning. In the beginning, God, Jesus, they were together. But he sent his word as a living being, right? And in the Old Testament, it's prophesying of what's to come. And so in Psalm 107, verse 20, he said, he sent forth his word and healed and delivered them from their destructions. The word healed in this passage here is, is um, well, you, I can give you the Strong's if for those that like to check. It's 7495, and it means Rapha. It means the Lord, your healer. Because every time you read the word healed in the Bible, it does not always refer to the healing of the body. It's not always the Rapha word. But you've got to know because you look at the, you look at the Strong's and you look at the original language. But this word right here is talking about healing of the body, like a physical healing, right? So he says here, he sent who? Jesus. God sent Jesus and he healed them. He physically healed them from their infirmities. He physically healed them and he delivered them from their destruction. He delivered them from the pit. He delivered us from the fall of Adam. We all know that Adam fell and then the curse came, right? But Jesus came to cancel the curse. Do you know how many believers I talk to that still believe that we are walking under a curse? Do you guys know how many people? I, I, I come in contact with many people and they believe, and maybe some in this room still believe that you're walking under a curse. Well, let me tell you, Jesus came and he redeemed mankind from the curse. You are not walking under a curse unless you choose to put yourself under it. You're actually walking under the blessing. The Bible says in, in, in um, Deuteronomy 28 that the blessings of God are overwhelming you. They're coming upon you. They're coming over your body. Jesus went to the cross. And Jesus actually, um, he, he stripped the enemy of all power. Well, I'm going to go to, we're going to go to the scripture right now because he disarmed. And this is important. Why is this important? Let me just tell you why this is important. Then we're going to go to the scripture. How are you going to walk in confident faith if you still think that you're under a curse? The enemy's assignment is to rob you of your, of your godly confidence, of your rights. And if you don't believe it's your right because you're still waiting you're still waiting for some day when Jesus returns and then you maybe you can walk in that. Well, why would you have faith for it today then? You're going to have faith for it for some other day. Hey, that's good, but God says faith is now. Faith is now. Now is the day of salvation. Today you can have what God has promised you to have. Today there's the fulfillment of his word. It is today, but our faith needs to be there. It needs to be there to rise up because the enemy certainly does not want you to know the revelation of this.